Welcome back, everyone. Um, I'm sorry that last week we did not have a podcast, but we were, me and Victor were both out of town. Uh, we were actually on a choir tour, a choir trip, which was a really blessed time, but it just happened that we could not, you know, find someone to cover us. So we're back this week, but unfortunately, Victor actually will not be joining us because he is out of town for, you know, the holiday weekend or the holiday week, I guess. Um, but in, in his place, we have a very special guest with us, a uh, member of our youth, Solomia Karabin. How are you, Solomia? I'm good. Thank you for having me on here. Um, my name is Solomia Karabin. <laughs> uh, and I joined youth um, when I was about 15, or yeah, 15 to 16. Um, and then I, I later joined worship, the worship team. Um, and then I recently became a conductor for our teens choir um after going to music school this summer yeah i mean honestly i think there's a lot more that could have been said i think you do a lot in our youth and a lot in our church as a whole but um i mean i just kind of asked you on here you know it was kind of last minute but i feel like you had something to share you have something on your heart so what was that yeah um actually (laughs) it was kind of last minute being called on here but um i think that there was uh, calling to share my testimony recently, um, even way back when there was the Revive Conference in Utica, um, we were we had the last service. It was the last youth service, and we were all in the um, in the room. And um, there was the guest speaker, and he started talking about how on his heart he feels like there should be a call for anybody who struggled with who struggles with um, depression or suicidal thoughts. And I was really brought to tears um, because I used to, that's what God pulled me out of. And I just, I had it on my heart and I was like, so I should go there and share my testimony or like somebody might be in that room who's struggling with that. And I I was very timid and, and shy, so so I didn't say anything. And then even recently, we had the um, Thanksgiving conference and um, we had a guest speaker. Uh, <laughs> what was his name again? Um, Cole, <laughs> Carter. Oh, Carter, Carter Collin. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Carter Collin. And um, he also like, there was a prayer and he also mentioned something about um, just he felt on his heart to call those who were struggling with suicidal thoughts. And just in my heart, like, I just remembered, I just had that, um, that heart for those people that struggle with that. Cause that's where I, that's where I, God pulled me out of. That's what God pulled me out of. And, um, I just feel like if I shared something, maybe, maybe someone wouldn't be so embarrassed or ashamed to walk up and to, seek for somebody to pray for them but yeah so um yeah I'll just start sort of from the beginning as much as I can but I grew up in a Christian household um we went to church like every Sunday and and Friday uh for choir and stuff like that um but I didn't actually come to know Christ for myself and accept him as my Lord and Savior until the age of about 12 or 13. Um, And that's also when I was baptized with the Holy Spirit. Um, But before that, and even after that, 
I struggled a lot with suicidal thoughts and and depression um, at such a young age too. It, like I still look back and I'm like, like I was a I was a young kid, and you look at kids like twelve, thirteen. You you don't think that they would they think that deep, <laughs> you know, but like, yeah. Um, I would go to school and I didn't have a bunch of friends, but like I had a couple of friends at school here and there, and I had really close friends, good friends um, in church. But there's just, you know, friends can't fill the the void that that Christ fills. Um, so I would I would come home, and with all these overwhelming th- thoughts in my head, I would I I literally I remember going to my bathroom upstairs bathroom, and my whole family would be downstairs, and I was just like the devil really just I was overwhelmed and attacked with all these doubts and thoughts and I would I would literally I was so I was in such despair I was like I would lay across the bathroom floor like and I was just like God why am I here like what is what is my purpose like and I was I was 13 mind you but like still like you know a person that doesn't know Christ that doesn't have that fulfillment from that only Christ can give like that's the questions they they're faced with and I just used to be like I used to think and like God just take me you know I like I I don't even want to be here I don't there's no purpose for me I'm not like this girl or that girl and I don't have this and I don't have that and um just trapped in these negative thoughts but then um I went to one of our youth services and I remember the message was trusting God and um, trusting that he will take your your life and he'll use it for his glory and he'll do way more than you can ever imagine. And there was an altar call at the end and I just re- I remember give, going up there and I was just full surrender. I had nothing to lose and I was like, God, you know, I can put a fake face on. I can go to youth that nobody knew. I don't think any of my friends knew because um, it's easy to hide. But um, I was just like, God, I, I don't want to struggle with this anymore. I don't want to. I want you to use me and I want you to use me for your glory. And I don't want like I, I don't want to just not have suicidal thoughts or not have depression, but I want to be used for something more and something greater than, than I can ever make up for myself in this life. And, um, yeah, I, I gave my life to Christ and full surrender. And ever since then, um, also something, something that I'll mention from, from that sermon, something that was constantly, um, just the message that was like repeated was trusting in God's word, no matter what you feel, no matter what you're going through, to always remember that the word and that God is constant. That even if your life looks like a roller coaster, God is still constant. And his word is still, he's faithful till the end. And his promises are true. So I remember like I would catch myself like going on into this like spiral of like doubt and like, um, oh, like, man, I'm, I'm just fooling myself. What am I doing? Like, God doesn't actually care. And then I would turn to his word and it would be hard, but like turning to his word, it's like, no, 
like this is what God said. This is what Jesus said. He is going to be faithful and he's going to complete the work that he started within me. And um, that's something that to this day, like it's something that as a Christian, you, it's a disciplinary thing. Um, you just run back to his word. Um, actually, <laughs> um, I know that we went to the pilgrim play that was going on here. And something that reoccurred um, throughout the play was the character Christian. I don't know if you guys know the, it's based off of the book Pilgrim's Progress. And the character Christian, he, throughout the whole play, like God is right there with him. And uh, there's a scene where they're, they're going through the path, the narrow path um, throughout life. And it starts to get really hard and there's thorns and their shoes are being like whatever cut open or like it there it starts to get really uncomfortable for them and they're really weary and they're really tired and they see like this grass that's laid out there but it's not on the path it's not on the christian's path that god has for him and he's like oh well god put this for me and but really it's a trap um so but and god is right there and he's like just ask me ask me if you're supposed to go there ask me if you know that's my will for you and he doesn't because they've put away god's word and they stop praying and so him and um the character hopeful hopeful he they go on to the grass and then um they're trapped in despair in the it was like a cage or a bag or something um but that for me is just when i saw that that through all of it god was right there with him and also something that i noticed that right when christian stopped reading the word right when christian um fell into the lies of the devil and doubts and stuff um he would get caught in these traps and that's because he stopped leaning on god and he started leaning on his own knowledge and on his own wisdom and so that for me was it, you know, Solmia, the moment you start leaning onto your thoughts or your knowledge or what you think is um, wise, that's the moment when you fall back into your sin, into the things that you struggled with. So um, just something that I hope is encouraging is to, like, trust God. <laughs> trust God even when you start to go through... Um, like the temptations of life again the things that you struggle with go back to his word because that is always constant we're not constant as humans we're we're like good one day like we're doing bad the next like we constantly are changing our thoughts and opinions and emotions whatever and life is constantly changing around us but god is constant and god is faithful so yeah, definitely he is. I mean, that was a lot to unpack, but uh, I mean, really powerful. I mean, personally, I, I've never like heard that, you mm -hmm. know, testimony from you before. And, you know, to be honest with you, I don't even know like where to start because <laughs> I, I've never like, you know, faced seriously considering, you know, taking my own life or anything like that. I mean, I've have had those thoughts, you know, like, why am I here? Or like, you know, you know, what's my purpose in life? But it's never gotten that deep or that far on, especially that young. But even you just saying that, even someone like you, like having those thoughts and having those, you know, um, attacks coming into your mind from, from the devil, uh, 
you know, that just means that so many more people out there are like you. And like you said, it's so easy to hide. And I just want to kind of focus in a little bit more about, you know, the time where you said you were kind of freed. Um, what was what was the change like that? You know, was it immediate? Was it, you know, over some time? Did you still struggle with that? How, how did that look? Um, well, definitely. So there was the altar call and that's when I was like, God, I, I don't want to struggle with this. And I, I'm putting it into your hands and I'm trusting that you'll take this life and you'll use it for your glory. Um, and uh, I think the hardest part is after altar calls, like the next day. The next day is right where you're kind of tested. <laughs> like if you're going to be faithful to everything that you promised God. Um, and the, there would still be temptations, but I knew where to turn to, you know. And I would I would struggle and I'd have like, those I'd allow those you know doubts and those um just negative thoughts coming back inside my head and it's like why are you here what's you know attacks of the devil and I knew where to turn to and that was scripture so I think it was there was a change after um you know going up on to the altar call or, or being prayed for um but the thing is, it's not a one and done. You know, in, in scripture, it says that we'll be warring with our flesh till the day of Jesus Christ. You know, that's, that's our battle. That's our cross that we bear every single day. Um, so I still, you know, I still bore that cross. Um, but I knew where, like, like I said, I knew where to turn to. And that was scripture. That's our firm foundation, his word. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, maybe I'm just prying a little bit. So just let me know no. if you're uncomfortable. But <laughs> what, like, maybe like, kind of paint a picture for us, you know, because like we, we'd like to talk about, you know, just go to scripture and like things like that. And I'm not like putting you down or anything like that. But maybe like describe maybe a situation where you were, that you were in where after that, after that point where, you know, you gave your life to Christ and said, God, I don't want to do this. I can't do this on my own anymore where these thoughts come back and, and you turn to scripture. Maybe can, can you dive in a little bit deeper yeah. about that? Yeah. Um, I think after school was probably like when I'd be tempted to like, <laughs> like I would be very, um, what's it called? Depressed? Uh, yeah, depressed. Um, <laughs> um, like alone. And I think when I'd be alone, I'd be tempted to like, start to just let my mind wander and start to str be tempted to think those thoughts. Um, and I remember I, I was sitting on my bed. I was like doing homework and I started just like thinking about the future. And I remember something that stressed me out in school was like when teachers were like, what are you going to do with your life? And like, make sure you have this and go to college and whatever. And I was just like, like, I'm not, who, who am I to be something great? Like, I'm not going to be anything great. And um, I just remember as I was tempted to just go into that spiral of thoughts and go into that, um, I just remember these words from a sermon and it was like, catch those thoughts early on. Um, and that's with any sin. Like we think that something's, oh, it's just a thought. It's just, it's just a sip. Like it's just, you know, a little bit of that sin but catch that like 
before it, it spirals because it does spiral so i immediately like i turned to the word and i just remember some of the verses that really encouraged me was um when in scripture it reveals to us that we are god's sons and daughters that we're now adopted and we have a loving father i think something before coming to christ my um image of god like my image of christ and my image of God were very like different than now being a Christian. Um, I saw God as like someone who's angry. And I think most people, a lot of people see that, but um, as very cold and um, he like, he could care less about any of my struggles or any, any part of me. And that I just had to follow this rule book or else he'll get mad. Um, But something that, like a couple of the verses I have written down over here. Um, from First John chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called children of God. Therefore, the world does not know us, because it did not know him. Believe now, we are children of God, and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But, at, but we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And that for me was like just seeing so many verses and so many times that, that scripture shows how loving of a father God is. Like he cares and he's not just like he created us to have a relationship with us. Um, that for me was an encouragement. And that for me was um, just kind of like my identity lies in Christ, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, would you say like you opened up just according to, you know, your regular reading plan, your Bible, when you when you would face these thoughts? Or would you open up to like a specific, you know, passages that you, you knew would help? Um, or was it just kind of like what you just read, kind of, just, you know, that one verse that you'd open up to and then... Um, I think during that time, especially like being in school, I read a lot of Psalms just because a lot of the Psalms were written by David and David, um, is like one of my favorite, one of my favorite like examples to look in the Bible for because he was so, I mean, like the, the guy like murdered and whatever, did all these things that we would consider such big bad sins but what what was special about david is he always turned to god and he always genuinely turned back and surrender and like he turned to god and that's what i think a christian is like it's not how many times you step away it's if you genuinely genuinely go back and surrender and repentance um so so yeah, I, I read a lot of Psalms because I remember feeling the first time that I kind of like went back to like if I fell in, fell back into those like depressing thoughts or whatever, I felt really guilty and ashamed. And I'm like, God, like you're probably so dis like you're so disappointed in me again. Like how, how can I do this? Like this is such a spiral for me, like, for me, like I say I'm devoted to Christ one day and then I go back to these like thoughts that aren't from that aren't christ-like or but reading those psalms really encouraged me because you know one day one day david's like 
you know, glorifying God. And then the the next day he's like, oh God, why did you leave me? Like, but the, the point is to turn to Christ. Like he cares and he sees you. He sees you in the situation. And in, in scripture, it says there's nothing new under the sun. Like he's seen it all. Your, your situation won't um, shock him or, you know, he'll never, there'll never be a moment where he's like, oh, well, you're too far gone. Like, God wants to co- go into every broken heart and mend that and use that for his glory. So, Yeah, I mean, I, I, I see what you mean about the book of Psalms. I mean, even where this podcast even started with Vova and Vito, how they just did a really deep dive into, you know, the first eight Psalms. Yep, Psalms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, and and truly, it's just because David was just so open. You know, he he didn't try to hide anything, especially in front of God. But even writing these things down, like you could just see the heart of David as as the man that he was. You know, so many times we look at like these biblical figures as, uh, you know, people so far away, or or sometimes not even as people, but like as you know some figures, some you know perfect being. But no, they were human, just like me and you, and they experienced the same things as me and you. You know. They experience like that depression, that anxiety, falling into sin, temptation, lust, like all these things. It's it's highlighted in the Bible because the Bible it doesn't focus on on man. It focuses on man's relationship with God and and ultimately on Jesus Christ. That's what sets it apart from any other book. Is that it doesn't try to you know paint this beautiful picture of its characters. No, it it paints the whole story. It like mm-hmm. shows where they fall. And I mean, if you look. Every single one of them has fallen at some point, but yet they're still called, you know, men of God, you know, fathers of, you know, whole nations in in the case of Abraham. Yeah. But kind of just moving on, um, I wanted to ask you a question that might be, again, a little personal, but I guess we've kind Mm -hmm. of already established that. But um, would you say that, so I know like a lot of people, um, mainly women, but men too struggle with you know these thoughts and these things and a lot of it comes from like their self-image or their self-worth would you say that's something that also affected you or or not really um yeah I, i think i think especially as a young teenager um that's like kind of the first thing that young teenagers struggle with is image and identity um i mean it's such a like crisis right now in our country so um yeah, I I struggled with that a lot, but something that I'm so so grateful for is having church and having just a group of people that that were set in their identity to guide and mentor me through that. Um I think especially with the with the pressures in school, it was always to dress a certain way and look a certain way and um just like everybody was striving for this ideal but like reading scripture and just being reminded that everything in this life (laughs) um one of my friends um she always says like everything here on earth is gonna crash and burn so like just the point that there's no need to get caught up in the temporary that there's something greater that god calls us for than um than what this world calls everybody for which is like like striving to look a certain way and have all these things um 
whether that be clothes or cars or whatever um yeah and like this world is all about me 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 or about you 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 know mm -hmm. it's like you're your own god you're your you're what you say goes you know you can make up your own truth what you say is truth that's truth you know there is no objective truth or there is no you know set rules that's right it's it's all relative it's all about you and you know that inevitably will lead to like questions of this you know when you're just com constantly bombarded by people saying it's all about you you know you you're your like you're your own person or whatever mm -hmm. i don't know exactly like what they say but basically they try to try to put your focus on yourself but the danger in that is become you become so obsessed with yourself even if it's in a negative way mm -hmm. usually it is to be honest with you but where you become your own god where you become your own idol yeah. and like that's such a such a dangerous place to be because obviously you know there's there's idols as such as like you know money or whatever whatever it is in your life anything that you put above god is the definition of an idol but when it when it's yourself it's you don't you it's very hard to see it that way because you're constantly only thinking about yourself where I mean you could even be like a member of the church too but mm -hmm. Like you, you only thinking about yourself, and then there's no room for God in that. Yeah. So in that, in that way, you become your own idol. Yeah, I think um, I even remember it wasn't too long ago either. Um, I heard this one outlook on. Um, it was this preacher, and he was talking about um, people who struggle with depression and suicidal thoughts, and he was saying how in sin, in all sin, there's rooted. Um, a sense of pride and even in depressed depression or those who struggle with suicidal thoughts there's that sense of pride because you do you don't want to like even see yourself giving up your life for a greater cause because you feel less important or you feel undervalued or wh whatever the case is um but i think one thing i remember learning um as as i walk with christ the more you serve the less time you have to think and uh, about your struggles or you or your image because you're serving a greater purpose um and that's loving your neighbor as yourself loving those around you seeking to um seeking other people's um you know needs to attend to those needs rather than your own um but yeah like <laughs> as as i walk this walk with christ um one thing that right now in this chapter of my life i'm like seeing what it means to have the heart of heart of the father um and and one of those things is to take your eyes off yourself and to look to the needs of others your brothers and sisters in christ but um <laughs> would you say like that that kind of mindset where you know where you're no longer thinking about yourself or your your you know i guess sole purpose is is for the needs of other people would you say that helped you like with you know your past and, and things like that and getting getting past and getting through that yeah um definitely i i didn't have time I remember, like, uh, I mean, a bunch of my mentors um, in my walk with Christ, they'd always say, like, be busy to serve the kingdom, you know, to for the furtherance of the kingdom of God. 
And in that, you won't have time to get caught up in in, in thought or um, in sin or you won't have time for that if you're serving the kingdom. Um, but yeah, so it was staying busy for... Um, for the furtherance of the kingdom of God. And and not even just to be busy, but just to know God more. I think the more of God you is revealed to you, the more of his character, the more of who he is, um, there's no time for for depressing thoughts or or whatever whatever sin you're struggling with. Yeah, because the thing about ministry is like it's not just doing work, you know. It's so many people get think, you know, ministry is, you know, preaching or is just you're even like like we say all the time, like, you know, setting up tables or chairs or whatever for events. Like, oh, that's ministry. Well, well, no, you're focusing in on just the work part of it. But what ministry is it's it, and why it's so, you know, I'd say even necessary in a Christian's life is because it's not it's not only work that you do, like, you know, with your hands or whatever, but it's you get closer to the Father while doing it. That's what's so beautiful about it. You grow in ministry. When you have that heart, obviously it stems from the heart and a heart that's wanting to get closer to God. Like he will grow closer to you even in that ministry. I mean, there are people who, you know, treat it as just work and then it just becomes just work. It just Mm -hmm. becomes like a chore. But those who are seeking after the Lord first and foremost, they don't mind taking out the trash. They don't mind, you know, vacuuming up after an event or or mopping the floors because they know through all of this, they grow closer and closer to their creator, to their maker. Yeah. um, That's really true. Um, I even remember um, as a young teenager, we had these – girls bible studies and something that natasha (laughs) mentioned was like um we were we were reading the book of ruth and we were talking about how the question was how can you implement your relationship with christ like in every aspect of your life like how is that possible like realistically and something natasha gave an example she's like you know if as a young teenager we like we didn't have any jobs or any responsibilities that we do now but um she's like even as you're sweeping like lord sweep away like anything that is unclean in your sight in my heart you know sweep sweep away the the (laughs) whatever it may be (laughs) um make me pure and clean make my heart pure and clean for you to use for your glory um just Things like that, and that comes from a person who desires to know God more, because God reveals Himself more um, to those who desire to know Him more. So, <laughs> and I, I think, you know, that desire doesn't just, you know, appear out of nowhere, especially when we're like in those periods of our life where, you know, like you were talking about before, you know, suicidal thoughts, depression, like those thoughts don't come easy, like in those thoughts you know, may not even come at all. But that's where it takes a, a step of discipline and a step of faith, really. You know, where you say, God, I don't I don't have this desire to go closer with you, but I know that's the only way that I could possibly get out of this. So I'm going to get closer to you, even if I don't have a desire, even if I don't, you know, necessarily want to right now in, in this moment. But when when you, you know, lay down your what you desire, what you want, for, for what Christ is and who what Christ has to offer us, then like, and then those, those 
the desires will come naturally because once we give up ourselves, once we stop, you know, thinking about who we are and what we're going to do and what and who Christ is and what He's going to do through us, then Christ's desires will naturally start flowing in, in our heads and in our minds. Mm-hmm. And there might be the occasional, you know, attack from the devil where He's going to try to try to you know stick something in, but you know, you have Christ in you, and you know, He who's in you is greater than than He who's in the world, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and just another thing that came to thought, like something that I wish I knew, um, being that young and struggling with things that I struggled with. Um, I wish that somebody told me that like, it's because in my mind, I thought I was the only one who was going through this and, um, that it was so like embarrassing if anybody found out if any of my friends found out like that that's just so weird like you you can't share that with anyone you can't tell anybody because that is like like you're so far off from everybody else um but like i encourage anybody who struggles with that like you know find somebody who find a community who's like seeking after christ who is are God's people um to uphold you that's what that's what we're here for that's what like as brothers and sisters in Christ we're to carry each other's burdens and I definitely had like great mentors who really who I knew I could talk to because like with parents it's like I love my parents and like my dad is and my mom they're really encouraging and really encouraged me in my walk with Christ but some things it's like it's too hard to explain and too embarrassing to share at times. But I knew I could, like, go to this person. Um, especially when you're at, like, a young walk with Christ. Um, it's definitely to, I would encourage to lean on other believers. Because, um, I mean, that's the heart of the Father in each of us, to carry each other's burdens. So, um yeah like get plugged into a church um you're not we're not meant to be isolated or stand alone like you know god God created us for to carry each other's burdens for his kingdom you know so yeah and you know just want to repeat that we've said it before and we'll say it again you know find someone find that you know person who's rooted in the faith that you can turn to and you know he they won't judge you they're not gonna you know be like how how can you possibly do that you know even your parents too like they they just want what's best for you they love you so much and you can come to them even when it seems like it's going to be embarrassing or it's going to be you know awkward or just or find like like uh, Solomina said, like a trusted friend or a pastor, even you know. I mean, I know there's that's, that's definitely intimidating to yeah. go before a pastor, <laughs> but you need to realize that like they love you, like you know they they at least they should be the embodiment of God's love for His people. Yeah. That's what they're called to do. They're called to love, you know, above all else, not above leading, above you know doing everything. Else. They first need to love the flock. Yeah. Um, I even remember taking baptism and uh, we had to have, you know, confession of sins. And um, I remember I was a little bit intimidated to go to pastor, but I chose to go to him and he he was loving. And he, I mean, 
the guy has probably seen worse <laughs> or heard worse, but it, it didn't matter. Even if he did, like his his role as um, a leader of the church is to carry the burdens of his flock, and you know to know how to deal with those struggles. And that knowledge and that wisdom only comes from God. So I think a pastor is definitely a safe bet. <laughs> um, and I remember after telling him, we prayed. And like, I, I just knew that I, I had somewhere to turn to um, if I did forget, if I did stumble, if I did fall. Like, I, I had a good <laughs> place to turn to. Yeah, I mean... You know, Solomia, your your testimony has just been so powerful, even to me. Like I'm just sitting here, I'm like, wow. Like I had no idea, but like my 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 heart is just like rejoicing. You know, just because God is so good, and he yes. and he cares for us, and he loves me, and he loves you, and he loves all of you guys listening here. You know, with us, and you know, joining into this conversation with us. I mean, did you have any kind of concluding remarks or anything that you want to leave everybody with, or um, just like get plugged into a church if you haven't already um, and seek to know the Father more um, and spend time in his word. <laughs> Solid advice, Solomia. <Yeah. laughs> Thank you so much for uh, being with us, you know, or being with me, I guess. <laughs> uh, it's just been, like I said, like a, a huge blessing. And I think it's going to be very edifying to all of our listeners. And, you know, God bless you all. Thank you for tuning in again. Uh, stay tuned for next week. Yes. God bless you. Bye-bye. <laughs>